Hello and welcome to the McCovey Chronicles episode 62. This is Sammy Higgins here with Doug Brazzoni and we are coming at you on the eve of the trade deadline. Doug, how are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm great. I've, uh, you know, not, not really watching the Giants a lot this week, so, so I'm feeling good about the Giants in that sense. As good as I felt all year. Not high bar, but they're yeah, That's fair. How are you? I, I'm good. I'm good. I, I've watched as much as I could. At times, it felt like I watched too much, so, <laughs> you know, I, I try and check in on every game, but I, you know, I do my best. <laughs> so, I guess, uh, let's check in on a few things that we missed this week. Um, it's Sunday afternoon for us, and the Giants have yet to be swept by the Dodgers, but it's looking inevitable. Um, the Dodgers are basically baseball's Goliath this season, and we'll check in with noted Dodger fan and social media tycoon Lana Berry later on in the show. But first, let's talk about the big news of the week. Eduardo Nunez was traded to the Boston Red Sox mid-game during the Giants' most dominant performance of the season. It's almost as though he hit himself right off of the team. Doug, what are your thoughts on the Nunez trade? Uh, I mean, that was the one that we're all kind of expecting. It was, and we went to the team, we're all expecting too. The Red Sox had the obvious need at third base after they got rid of, uh, you know, whoever the last third base was, I don't, I don't remember. He probably didn't oh. have a Giants function. We'll get to that later. Uh, you'll get to that later. Uh, and the Red Sox have been rumored scouting Nunez for a while. The, the Nunez is obviously going to go, he, if, if at all possible. He was a free agent at the end of the year. He's, a, he's been having a decent year. And so the Giants and the Red Sox made everyone expected them to make. And it went pretty well for the Giants. They got, uh, they got one pitcher uh, who's in San Jose, one pitcher who's very young, and I think so the Dominican League, and very projectable, but certainly it'll be a, a long time before we see him in the majors, if we do. And the Giants, I think, did a good job for a deal that people were expecting, for a player that everyone kind of knew they had to trade, they got a pretty good return, it seems like. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I mean, I don't know how much more you can expect to get back for a rental utility infielder, so you'll take it, we'll take it. So, do you think this opens the door for Pablo Sandoval to make a return to the Giants sooner than expected? Also, do you have any other thoughts on the return of Pablo Sandoval? Um, I, I kind of hope not. I would much rather see Ryan Jones or Dayun Wong take the bats at third base than Pablo Sandoval. I don't think him as really being a piece of the Giants' future, and he's just more a nostalgic guy from the past. And well, it's. Oh, no, it's okay. Ryder Jones did get called up today for, I don't know if he's starting tonight. I haven't seen the lineup yet, but he is with the team today. He, so. I believe he did not get called up, actually. What? He was the team in case Brandon Belt was on the DL. Okay, interesting. And then Belt started instead uh, on Sunday. And so I think that he's not getting called up. As okay. Of, as of right now, 3.07 p.m. on Sunday afternoon, uh, Hank Schulman tweeted two minutes ago, asked Mochi if they might activate Jones anyway when club goes home. He was so hot in AAA, doesn't sound like it. So that's your Ryder Jones update. Well, the news comes at you fast these days. It does. Okay, so, yeah, I'm with you about uh, Sandoval. I, I, I appreciate everything he's done for the team. I'm glad he has a place to play baseball. I don't think that place should be AT&T Park. But that you know, we'll see. You know, you never know with this team. 
Yeah, I mean, they they do call guys up who have perhaps not earned it in AAA based on what they've done a few years prior in the majors. So right. it would not be surprising. It would not. I mean, in one in one hand, you kind of respect that amount of loyalty. But in this, and there's an argument to be made that this season is a good year for that kind of loyalty since they're not going anywhere this season. But I'm with you. I'd rather see the younger guys play. Yeah. They're, they're okay. kind of more exciting at this point. Yeah. I mean, there's a glimpse at the future instead of a depressing look at the past <laughs> that we can't go back to. Okay, so we have to talk about this one. So Brandon Belt, despite being my favorite baseball player, he sure does have a lot of base running issues. Did you watch the game on Monday? Uh, I believe it's a highlight that we are about to see. Is it a highlight? Yes, because it's something you'll remember. This is true. Okay, so for anyone who didn't see it, on Monday, Belt made one of the most head-scratching baseball decisions of all time. So with runners on first and third and one out, Buster Posey hit a single that was trapped by Andrew McCutcheon, scoring Denard's ban. Belt waited to see if it was caught before running to second, but for reasons that may never be known, decided to run for third anyway. Um, and so McCutcheon was holding the ball, ready to throw, and he was not understanding why a professional baseball player would think they could make it to third in that situation. And Belt attempted to slide through the legs of David Freeze. And of course, was called out way before he hit third base. What were your thoughts? Um, you no, know, it was it was nice that the Giants gave us something interesting. That's they haven't done that a lot this year, so I really that's think true. we're just looking out for fans. That's that's true. Maybe I don't know. I guess we always need something to look back at and just be infuriated and baffled by. Exactly. Just, Speaking of which, sort of, oh god, just you know some reason why, you know, the three hours you just spent watching a baseball game was not entirely wasted. One thing you will remember is good enough. Thanks. Yes. Well, and speaking of which, we had the one year yesterday, uh, Saturday, the one year anniversary of the, the triple play from last season. So, you know, but we remember that game because of the triple play. We remember that game because of the triple play. We, we yeah. remember this game because of the Brandon Belt base running. So it's good to have, it's good to make memories, people. It builds character. Absolutely. So, um, it's been a while since the Giants and Dodgers played this year, and as expected, it's not going very well so far. To weigh in, we talked with Lana Berry. I'm here with Lana Berry. Lana, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for being on with us this week. Yeah, of course. So, for those few people who might not be familiar with you, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I don't really know <laughs> what do you say about myself? Um, I do a lot of baseball stuff on social media. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about that. I basically just talk about baseball all the time and, and people, which I just interact with people all day long. And we just talk about baseball. I talk about the doctors. So that, I'm sure that's fun for your audience. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm in LA. I, I go. I my life pretty much revolves around the sport, and I have the game on on mute in the background, just starting like now. So nice. yeah. And yeah. to clarify, we're recording this Friday night, so the series hasn't yet started. Yeah. Or it just started. It is starting like right as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of your, uh, you know, things on social media, you have an ongoing war with the teens on Instagram. So how did that come about? Okay, so um, 
the MLB Instagram account follows me, and there's a new Instagram thing that has happened in recent months where it just shows like a couple of featured comments, and those are generally going to be people who have, have some of a following, but they're almost always people that are followed by that account. So I figured out pretty quickly that if I comment on any of MLB's Instagram posts, that will show up for other people, like regardless if they follow me or not. And people are so, so upset. So I basically, I didn't realize this was happening at first. And so uh, since my, my main thing is Twitter, so I'm like trying to get more involved with Instagram. So I'm like trying to like leave more comments to interact and get a better feel for the platform as I'm doing that I all of a sudden I, I kind of realized I'm like okay I think other people are seeing because people would you know at me or say something or whatever and then I realized okay this is definitely ha- happening and then I go I would get either comments on MLB Instagram or a DM or they would comment on my Instagram post and it's all like teenage boys it, 99% of them are teenage boys and they complain constantly and it drives them crazy them leaving email comments and they can see it and what is so exactly bothers them about that though is it just that you're on all of them or it's and that's the thing it's funny because I do not I, I, I after this started happening I wanted to comment on every single post they did just because it was bothering but even even that, even once I was trying to commit to doing that, that was too much. I comment really only on Dodger-related posts, and if something really fun happens, or if something involving like an animal or something weird, basically the same as Twitter. If I would respond to it on Twitter, I'm responding to or like it on Twitter. Like I'm responding to it there, and um, because it was showing up so frequently for them, which by frequently I mean like maybe once a day. Uh, they perceived it as being on every single post, and it just drives them up the wall for some reason. To me, it sounds like it's Dodger fans that were complaining then, because if you only comment on generally Dodger no, related, it's content. all fans because they're all seeing it, just like scrolling through their timeline. They'll see my comment, and what's funny is if they even knew my actual opinions on things, they would hate even more. But considering they don't, I believe pretty comments on Instagram um, it's it's really really funny and so now I've made the point to try to comment more and it's kind of died off a little bit I'm actually really bored right now because no one's complaining I got one I got one complaint yesterday and it just it wasn't even good to post it was just the same stuff of like why are you commenting on every MLB post I got on like one day or one every two days yeah uh, it sounds like it's lost its appeal for you then. I know. I need to get back into it because it's really, make, really fun. You need to make your takes a little bit hotter to I know. people. I know. I need to, like, give my actual opinions on things. That'll, that'll get them all riled up. Yeah, or drive you insane with the responses. But you know, One of the two. One of the two. So, let's, like we said, this is Friday night, and so the Giants-Dodgers series is starting. It has already started. And so let's get into some baseball. Um, so the Dodgers are the best team in baseball, and the Giants are practically the worst. What are your thoughts on that as a noted Dodgers and Rangers fan who has every reason to be gleeful about this? It's, it's actually just really bizarre. 
because going into this year, this is not something that was expected. I, I expected the Dodgers to be good, considering they actually pretty close to the World Series last year, and the team wasn't as good as they are this year. But I was not expecting them to be this good, and I was certainly not expecting the Giants to be this bad. I was expecting that to be competitive between the two. And I didn't expect the D-backs, the Rockies, or anything to have any sort of competitive anything the Dodgers. So I guess they don't now, now but yeah. most, most of the season so far, they've been in it. And to see this is just really, uh, uh, it's just really, really weird. It's really weird that the Giants are in town right now, and that's not a must-go-to series. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Well, so actually, I wanted to talk to you about that. Um, if you looked at the schedule this season, all of the Giants-Dodgers games in San Francisco are during the week. So we don't even have the option of a weekend series. The only two are in L.A., this one, and then the next one. That's weird. It is weird, because I would still, with the, as bad as this season has been, I would still consider Giants-Dodgers worth, because I'm about three hours away from San Francisco, so I would consider that worth driving down there for. Yeah. Because of the rivalry. Yeah. But it's, I mean, even though it's not really one this year, it's still a historical rivalry. Um, yeah. And there were none, none. There were no weekend series this year. So I thought that was really weird. Yeah, that is weird. Uh, okay. that's, that's annoying for people that live up there. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, that's, you know, that's just one of the things, like, casual fans think, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to a game, and they want to go see the Giants and Dodgers, but not on a Tuesday. No. Definitely um, not this year. Yeah. I mean, maybe if they're Dodgers fans. I guess. So, what's going on with the Dodgers? So, I, I mean, like many Dodgers fans in L.A., I don't get to watch much of their games. Um, and they haven't played the Giants in, the while, in a while. So, what's going on with them? What, what, are we, what should we be watching for this weekend? Um, well, you've got Alex Wood pitching right now. Uh, he's having a career year. That's crazy. Obviously, Kershaw's out right now. Just that's, he won't be out that long but you have nothing to fear there um see it's wood rich hill tomorrow on sunday i don't know i mean the thing with the dodgers this year is they've had so many comeback wins that like even when they're down they were down nothing the other night and it's weird to have that happen and be like that's easily they're still probably gonna win that's, that's what this year is for them, is that no matter how far down they are, you still think they're going to win. And which I, I don't remember ever feeling like that before this year. Well, they're basically the anti-Giants because they're like the opposite. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. And it's, you know, it's kind of like everybody that should be an okay player is having a career year this year and just like, killing it every direction and they're actually I forget I'm not up to date with like the current number uh, I think the other day it was like 46 or 47 games straight that they, they won if they've had a lead at any point in the game mm-hmm. and it's just it's a weird thing when you're kind of like in the mix of it all and you're hearing all these crazy numbers and like the crazy hot streaks and then comparing it to great teams the past, which also concerns me because I'm like, don't use it all up before the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, but it's just 
it's a weird thing because you're just kind of in it. You know, like, this is really fun. They're winning. It's great. And then you hear these crazy numbers and, like, you kind of take a step back and you're like, this is like a historic season and that's weird. Like, you look at these guys and you're like, really? This is the team? <laughs> <laughs> and I love them. I love these guys. But it's just funny. Like, it's just... No, it's I, crazy. Yeah, I can relate. I mean, I think a lot of us felt that way about the 2010 Giants. Yeah. So, you know, I, that's saying... I did as well. <laughs> so, I have to ask you, what's it like to have a competent bullpen? Um, Jarring. I still don't... Like, there's no part of me, just based on my entire life, that ever trusts the bullpen, even when it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always... I'm just used to that bullpens because most of them are they're at least iffy or you know and then now like when it's good I'm still I still have that pang of like oh god the bullpen and then everyone's like yeah they've given up like the best bullpen league I'm like really <laughs> I think everyone's just kind of born with that fear and you just have to yeah. try and adapt I mean because well I, it's just in comparison I mean I we legitimately fear a lead late in a game because yeah. our bullpen has been so bad, historically bad for the last two seasons. So, you know, you were saying if they're down by however much they can come back, and you were saying if they've got a lead, they're going to win. If the Giants have a lead, they've got to score like six more runs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that's how it feels watching the Rangers. Oh, okay. Like, it's still, it's like that for the Rangers now, where, you know, they, they've been up by like, a jillion runs, and then you look at the score, and you're like, wait, <laughs> changed quickly. What, what, what happened? Yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah. Um, so, what's up with Corey Bellinger? And feel free to plug your catchphrase here. Oh, saved, How, by the, saved by the Bellinger? Yes, yes. Yeah. How yeah. do the Dodgers keep finding these young superheroes? Um, I don't know. I, they've, it's crazy. It's weird. Well, he's batting right now. But it's interesting, again, with, like, all these guys that are having career years, but they were worried bringing him up because everyone was like, he's not ready. Everyone with the team was like, he's not ready. He still needs work. Like, it kind of, I think, rest a little bit. And that was, like, a big concern, but they needed to bring him up when Adrian Gonzalez first got hurt. And they bring him up, <laughs> he just, like, starts hitting home runs left and right and, and that, that was it was like it shocked even I think the Dodgers like yeah. they were just kind of expecting him to be the spill and buy and send him back down and then it got to a point where they like could not send him back down it got to the point where now if Adrian Gonzalez comes back where where are they going to do with him because you've got Cody Blender who's just having this crazy rookie year gets to go to the all-star game. Like, none of that was ex- expected. It's so, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. That it, I love watching him and Co- and Corey Seager together. Like, it's just all of these home, like, this homegrown talent that they've managed to, like, draft and, like, build up and, like, they're actually fulfilling the promise of the talent that they had, which is so rare with prospects. Yeah, well, and, you know, we had our, our homegrown infield, and that's not working out so great right now. So enjoy it while it lasts. So, well, that's, so with prospects, you never really know what you're going to get. You can guess, but you don't know. And so anytime, I think 
fun. It's obviously not as when it's like a team you hate, but it's, I think it's always cool when you get to see like a prospect actually turn to the person that they were supposed to see. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen a not I don't want to say disappointment, but just we haven't seen much from the Giants prospects this year, and we've seen a lot of them. Um, but everybody just keeps getting injured and keeps getting injured. So, you know, I, yeah, I, I'd like to see something like that on our end, but it's not looking good. Yeah. Um, so now, can he play any other positions? I don't know a lot about him. Yeah, so he actually, when he first came up, actually, wait, no, he just came up when Andrew Pools, wait, I'm like, I'm like losing my timeline because so many people have like, because Chris Taylor came up. He's, so Cody Bellinger has played left field so far, and right field, mm-hmm. and first base so far since he's been out. Oh, okay. So there, there is a possibility that he can be moved around when um, Gonzalez comes back. Yeah. If he need to, he can play another position. Okay. Well, that's good at least. That'll be, that's, that's, it's nice to have something fun like that to look forward to. How many home runs is he at this season already? I don't know. Let me look. Okay. Was he in the Derby? I can't remember. He was in the Derby. Okay. It's the second round. Mm-hmm. His dad pitched to him, so that was kind of fun. Yeah, I remember that. So um, go ahead and look that up, and then I'm going to talk to you about the Derby. Okay, let's see. He is 28 home runs. Good God. <laughs> I can't remember a giant hitting get, getting that many since Barry Bonds. I'm pretty sure it hasn't happened in a, in a full season. Oh, but he still managed to win three World Series, so I guess it's okay. I don't think anyone knows how exactly any of that happened. Besides, I don't. Madison I... Bumgarner. I'll I'll give that one to, to 2014 to Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, he carried that team on his back. Yeah. He was a one-man team. That was bizarre. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the home run derby. So, how did you like it this year? Were you a little disappointed that it wasn't um, Judge versus Stanton? I, I was. I was really. That's the only matchup I really wanted to see. But I really liked the format. I actually really enjoyed the home run derby for the first time in a long time. Um, we got. I did, even though it wasn't Stanton versus Judge. Just watching Gary Sanchez not out Stanton in the first round. Um, kind of crazy, especially after like Logan Morrison was talking shit and trying to get like, saying he deserved to be in the Derby more for Gary Sanchez. That was the whole yeah. thing. But watching Aaron Judge just hit like balls farther than I've ever gone ever. That ballpark was not big enough. No, they needed like the roof needed to be gone. All of that needed to be gone so we could just see how far he could have hit it. So crazy. I want to see Aaron Judge hit one into the Bay, into the San Francisco Bay. I need them to play in San Francisco. No, I know. I guess that'll be. Uh, uh, we had another couple years before. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. So there was something that I was thinking about in terms of like a format change. I know they just did one, but I I would kind of rather see something like the NBA three point competition where the highest four move on to the next round instead of just the winner of the head to head. Yeah, I feel like it's a little unfair when you've got somebody that won with like ten, as opposed to somebody who had to win with like twenty-two. You know, it's a little bit. I don't know. It's not. I, I think you would have gotten the best hitters that everyone wanted to see move on that way. Yeah, I agree because it is unfair. I don't know if it's unfair. It's not as cool when you see like a close matchup 
up and they're hitting like 20 some home runs in the first round and then you've got like you said someone hits like 12 or 13 and that's good enough to move on yeah it's a little unfair but you know I, I still enjoy this format much better than the old format so a little bit at a time i guess yeah we're getting we're getting there baby steps yeah so uh, the Dodgers, I don't know if this was, if I'm correct here, they were, were they trying to sell the naming rights to the stadium for like, is it $12 million a year? Okay, yeah. So basically what is, or was, or is, I don't know if they're still doing it, um, it's $12 million a year, and it's actually for the field, not the stadium. So it would be like blank field at Dodger Stadium. No one will ever call it that. No, and I, I hate those types of titles. I know. But if you could name the field, if you had a crowdsourced $12 million, what would you do with it? I don't know. I really did try to crowdsource it. And I, I guess if I did a Kickstarter, we might be able to get there. But I got a bunch of ridiculous things. My first thought was, like, I, wanted, I would want it to be something super weird, which I still do. But also, I'm like, if we're gonna name the field, it should, if we're being serious, which I rarely am, <laughs> it should be Jackie Robinson Field at Dodger Stadium. That is a great answer. I was hoping for silly, but you, you delivered even better. Silly, you can go a lot of different ways, but realistically, that's what it should be. Absolutely, I agree with that 100%. So, okay, so we're gonna go ahead and get ready to wrap it up. So, what are, what are your feelings? I think we kind of touched on this a little bit. But what are your feelings on this season? Are you you nervous about the playoffs? It's, I think it's a pretty safe bet that you guys are going to make it to the playoffs. Yeah. So, so basically, how- at this point, you know, your shift of, like, concern, I guess, goes from, okay, let's make the playoffs to, okay, stay healthy, uh, don't eat up all your momentum now. Um, you know, it's more just like, even though Kershaw's hurt, like, he's not hurt badly, I'd rather them take longer for him to come back than vice versa, like, let him rest as much as he needs to. Um, they're up so much. Like, they have a losing record this year and still finish with 100 wins. So... <laughs> yeah, but you've got a 12-game division lead, so... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's, it's that, yeah, so you're just pretty much shifting from worrying about making playoffs to like how do you help the team win in the playoffs mm-hmm. and who can you get to add, add to the team to like get through the playoffs yeah that was that was my next question kind of what are the what are the holes right now that they're looking at in terms of the trade deadline i don't know that there are any real holes i think there are always spots to improve um i think bolstering rotation with another like star our pitcher um, mm-hmm. is good just to like take load off Kershaw a little bit mm-hmm. uh, literally and figuratively since his back is bothering him is but, it his back again? yeah it's just it's lower back tightness I guess mm-hmm. like it's not the disc isn't herniated but it's just like enough to, to like cause him discomfort so he's just resting for a few weeks yes. oh okay well, so yeah, yeah. You guys have the luxury of being able to do that because, like right. you said, twelve game. That's not the biggest lead, but it's still it's comfortable. It's enough. It's a comfortable lead, and I think the other pitchers are doing really well. I would like to see another one added to it. 
just so they have like four solid starters mm-hmm. for the playoffs. I would like to see one bullpen piece, mm-hmm. like a lefty, a lefty in the bullpen. Um, other than that, like the aren't gaping holes. It's just a matter of, of who can add something to what they already have. Who can who can help them in the playoffs? Like who's going to be good in those situations? So is there anyone you're thinking about or are you just kind of um not really in particular. I know like, like you Darvish is being talked a lot about right now. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't even know. It's all about finding like, the right guy. Not like the star guy or the flashiest guy or whatever, like the hottest name out there is. Like it's about right. like figuring out who's going to be the best person for this team. And I don't know who I don't know the answer to that. Oh, that's fair enough. I mean, it, it's not like you you're you're really lacking anything. Yeah, that's stopping you or holding you back. So I I can't with a good conscience say good luck to the Dodgers, <laughs> but it, I I wish you luck in having a team that wins the World Series. Thank you. You're welcome. I never wanted. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, you know we can't begrudge it to you guys too much because we do have three. You have three, and it's also a little different when you're like totally out of it. So yeah. you're, it's not as like you know you're not like up and like hoping that it can happen. Like it's it's just done. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have. There's no stress. There's no. But but if we do this complicated math, they could come back. I mean, you could do that, but, it, it, yeah, the I mean, Dodgers would have to lose every game. The Giants would have to win every game. Yeah. That, that's just not, not going to happen. If it was even year, I would say it's possible. You know what? The thing that sucked the worst about last year, and it was terrible as a year, um, was that they did, they, they got us fooled. Okay, they fooled us. They yeah. got into the playoffs. They beat the Mets. Only and then they started winning. Well, they, they weren't really winning against the Cubs, but they they won one. They were down what two one, and they lost in game yeah. four. That ninth inning was hell. Yeah. But they fooled us into thinking, you know what? They could do it again, even they with fooled this terrible. Me. <laughs> into thinking that. I remember we were like all talking about it because they're all like, you know, kind of trying to figure out who you want to face in the playoffs, like who you're kind of rooting for in the other series and. Uh, a friend of mine said something like, well, the Giants aren't that good, so I'm ready for them. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's an even year. They've snuck in. This is what they do. <laughs> like, this is how it happens. Yeah. And when they won that one against the Cubs, I was like, it's happening. <laughs> you it's just what can happen. Well, we also were just coming off of the 3-1 loss or 3-1 blown series by the Warriors, so we were already having a pretty rough year here in the Bay Area, but... The ninth inning, I would compare it easily to the uh, game seven of twenty of the finals that year. Oh, terrible. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, again, best of luck to you as an individual. <laughs> thank you. And thank you again for being on with me. Yeah, thank you. So we'd like to thank Lana for coming on this week. That was a lot of fun. So, Doug, I know you haven't heard the interview with Lana, but we discussed the fact that the only weekend Giants vs. Dodgers series this season are in L.A. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, it sounds like I mean, if all weekend ones in our life, probably the dogs are pretty hard up for money. They're going to have to cut payroll because the, if they need to draw these fans on the weekend, <laughs> their attendance can't be very good. I'm not going to check that, but I'm sure it's right. <laughs> it sounds accurate. 
Yeah, but it was something I noticed. I think we, I think people had talked about it when the calendar came out or the schedule came out for this season, how there were no Giants-Dodgers series on the weekends in San Francisco this year, which is kind of lame. So it's kind of like even even a bad Giants team, you'd still pay money and travel to go see them play the Dodgers on a weekend. On a Tuesday or Wednesday, not so much. <laughs> right. Like, I, I can't go to a Giants-Dodgers this year. I don't, I, you know, I don't live close enough. It, a lot of people out for me in the rivalry which you would think they want to promote but i guess they're confident in selling all those tickets anyway so fine or they have nothing to do with it because the makers are not the giants absolutely <laughs> um okay and so we have we, we can admit honestly that the giants are completely out of it at this point in the season so what do you think the dodgers legitimate chances at playoff success are i mean they have a great team and they have a great shot at it it's you, you spend the whole season thinking that your non-Kershaw starters, especially, are playing over their heads, but then they spend the whole season just doing the same thing. So they've got a really good shot. I don't see who in the NL is going to knock them out. The Cubs starter, starting pitching has been so weak. This has been comparatively very weak this year. Uh, Nationals have holes in the bullpen that if Nationals and Dodgers get playoff series this year, which is fairly likely, the Dodgers will win at least two games on eighth or ninth inning home runs from either Cody Bellinger or Corey Seager. Like, that's just guaranteed. Yeah. So it's hard to see anyone in the NL, I think, not in out. I'm trying to th- I, I'm trying to wrap my brain around who's the team that has beaten them the most in the playoffs? Has there, is there one that's beat them more than the others? Uh, the, the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, then... Who's first in that division? Let's take a look. Uh, I think it's the Cubs. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, they've been having a poor year, but they yeah. still... Well, hey, uh, oh, no, that's Arizona? Really? Arizona and Colorado are in the lead for the wild card. I hadn't seen that. Anyway. Yes. Well, that'll be interesting. I'd like to see another. <laughs> I'd like to see another non-Dodgers uh, uh, national. Or not, what am I trying to say? Uh, national League West. I'd like to see a non-Dodgers team in the playoffs. That isn't the Giants. Well, because obviously, the Giants are screwed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's right now. It seems like you're gonna get two, but at least one is pretty guaranteed in the wild card game, and the the Rock- and, and Diamondbacks both have a pretty good lead on next team for the second one card. The next team right now is the Brewers, who are six games, I think. So. Yeah, six games. Yeah, I mean, anything can change between now and then in that in that area. But I think I'd like to see the Rockies. Just yeah, I think so. I mean, the Rockies, you have to root for the Rockies over the Diamondbacks, right? I, Absolutely. A little while back, I was going to write an article about it, and then the Dodgers just took off. And I was like, well, it's pressing. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I remember early in the season, because the Rockies were, were like just crushing it early on. I was like, man, yeah, I could root for the Rockies in the playoffs, and then the Dodgers happen. Yeah, the Dodgers really happen. I mean, the Dodgers happen every year, but that doesn't always mean that the Dodgers are going to do anything about it. No, that generally doesn't mean that they're going to do anything about it. Um, that's kind of the what I was... What do you think in, when it comes to the... To the like the um, mythology of the Dodgers choking in the playoffs. Do you think that's a real thing? Do you think it's managing? What do you think? 
I mean, I don't. I think this sometimes happens in the playoffs. It's there's a lot of overthinking involved in this kind of thing. Sort of figure out why something happened, and the real answer to me is something had to happen in some way. There was always going to be some team that just happened to not win a lot of playoffs, and then in this case, it was just the Dodgers. Like just the way that randomness and chance were, which is a big part of baseball. You know, sometimes you're just not going to make it. And it's happened to them a lot more times than you would expect. But there was always going to be a team that happened to more times than you would expect. The same way that the Jens won more World Series than you would expect. Um, because there's always going to be a team that did that. And I am happy to be on so. this side of that. How what? I said, and I'm happy to be on this side of that. Right, exactly. I'm not the other. The Dodgers can be the the Bobby Cox Braves. That's fine. <laughs> well, do you think this is kind of leading into their narrative when they do win the World Series? Like, oh, oh they, uh, after years of crushing defeat. Yeah, Clayton Gershaw has finally redeemed himself. He has nothing to redeem himself for. But I know. Sure, oh, you go. It kind of feels like the, the Kershaw choking narrative reminds me a little bit of the, the Brandon Belt haters. And that, okay, well, that, there's not a lot of logic to it, but it doesn't matter because you're never going to convince them otherwise. No, never. That's just, that's in their heads. It's the same thing about, it's kind of the same thing for, like, LeBron being the good guy and the Warriors being the bad guy this year. Oh, my God. Like, that didn't, where, I don't know where that came from, but that was suddenly the thing. And everyone thought that, and you weren't going to get them to stop thinking it at any point ever. So we, that's sort of where the dollars are. We could go on a 20-minute tirade about that, but I don't think that we should because... <laughs> We have baseball to talk about. But yes, I agree with you 100% about the LeBron and the Warriors thing. Um, so let's get back to baseball. So we're on the eve of the trade deadline. Uh, do you think that there's anything else the Giants might still try to do, or do you think they're pretty much done? So, so I think they're still trying to move pieces. They're certainly, you know, you saw they're certainly trying to move an art stand. They don't they have a luck, and it's not likely to going to. Um, there were some, there was a lot of time about Astros being interested in Jeff Samarja, but he, he could tell a trade to the Astros, which he probably would. Uh, and then there's, there's relievers. You would think they'd be able to win a deal for one of the, the minor pieces in the bullpen, like George Contos or Gurren, who have been interesting in spots and would be very similar to, to if you think about guys that the Knights have picked up during playoff runs, you know, they wouldn't be too dissimilar from Ramon Ramirez in 2010 or, or someone like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would think that would be possible. I don't know that it's going to happen. And obviously Hunter Strickland would seem to be a better trade piece than that, except there are a lot, a lot of very good relievers on the market who are going to cost, like Strickland, more significant prospects than a contest for So it seems like the Giants aren't going to be able to move him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm starting to think that the Nunez trade was going to be it. I, I really don't I don't see them doing too much until, you know, winter. But they could surprise me. They surprised me last year. So I guess I'm just kind of yeah, going to take a wait-and-see approach on that one until, you know, well after the deadline. And then I'll believe that we're done. <laughs> Give it right, a, good, yeah. a solid five minutes. <laughs> George Condos from Matt Duffy. He says no. <laughs> um... Probably the Rays. Probably the Rays, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so did we have any questions this week? 
We did actually. Uh, okay. So we for your Twitter questions for your questions on Twitter every week. You can also give your questions to us at any time during the week on the site or on Twitter. I am, you know, we're on Twitter. Everyone's on Twitter. <laughs> uh, so give us your questions so that we won't have to beg for you for them and annoy you. <laughs> so the first one comes from Alex Barrera at a Barrera underscore DC who asks, how many times will Nunez hit against the Giants next time to play? Mm, in one game? In, in one game, I think. Well, yeah. you could say series, you know? Nobody, nobody's really making rules here. We're making rules. I mean, isn't it going to be another couple of seasons before we would see the Red Sox? Well, he's only on the Red Sox until the end of the year. True. Maybe. That's Okay, so then just on whatever team he's on when they face him next. Exactly. Like, how, on the, on the Tori Alba slash Hector Sanchez scale, how highly is he going to rate as just destroying the Giants? He's going to hit for the cycle. He's going to hit for the cycle. So one home run. But... Yeah, one, one home run, but the full cycle. Okay. Um, I, I was saying he's going to hit three doubles. He's going to mm. Freddy Sanchez and game one of the uh, the World Series. That seems more likely, right? I don't know. I like the cycle friction, though. Yeah. That's pretty, that'd be pretty fun. It'd be <laughs> very funny. Um, next question comes from Roger Munter, our own Roger Munter, at Raj61, who asks, question, why are you doing this to yourselves? Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Like, because we have to? <laughs> Look, someone has to get this content out there, or else there will be a content gap on the internet that will be filled by hot takes. Yeah, I mean, I've been, no one's holding a gun to our head or anything, just to clarify. But, um... Wait, we, no one's holding a gun to your head? <laughs> Are you okay, Dad? Do you need help? Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm told this, I'm fine. I'm going to make a phone call really quick. <laughs> um, anyways, um... Because we love baseball and we love the Giants, even when the Giants are bad. Yeah, exactly. It's so it's so fun to follow baseball, even if your team sucks and the Giants suck. But that's fine. And they suck sometimes. Not mm-hmm. everyone has three hundred million dollar payroll every year. Yeah, we we haven't yet gotten used to the winning World Series like every other year thing. We we don't expect it every year. So sometimes your team is just going to be terrible. There's yeah. Not a lot you can do about it. It's part of the cycle. You know, the Cubs were, were terrible for a bunch of years in a row, and then they won a series finally because they were terrible, and that allowed them to get good players. Baseball's still that way. Unless you have a magic run that's like the Dodgers, and you can get Corey Taylor, or whatever his name is, for nothing. <laughs> I mean, does our 50-year drought count towards our 100-year drought that's incoming? <laughs> kind of sounds like that's what you were implying. I was actually just talking about since 2008, 2009 with the Cubs, when they had Lou Pinnell as the manager and they made the playoffs mm-hmm. and they were good. I'm, I'm very hoping there will not be a tier drought for the Giants. Well, that's what I'm saying, but we've already had like, was it 50, close to 50-year drought because they'd never won one in my dad's lifetime in 20, right. before 2010. So, And he was about close to 50 at the time. So, yeah. you know, I feel, like that, I feel like that should be towards future droughts as well, but we'll see. Exactly. All future droughts should be teams that won too many World Series, so I think we should start with the Yankees and Cardinals. That's only fair. Yes, I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, I, so are, aren't the Yankees looking like they're actually going to make it to the playoffs this year? 
they, are, just... they, have, they have some holes though, so we'll yeah. see. They're a pitching suspect, but you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping that they have the next year drought because yeah, that's what I was say. Can we implement that now? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Get the power. <laughs> I'll make some calls. Okay. Okay. Glad you're honest. Do we have anybody else? Um, next question comes from Steve Benson, who asked, "When Spin is not traded tomorrow, can he please at least switch spots with Corky? Our outfield is at least better." No, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, if it did happen with Angel Pagan, Gregor Blanco, it's not going to happen with Denard Span and Marquise Fernandez, at least yeah. in the middle of the year. So, yeah, they are—they are set in their ways. They have their patterns. They stick to them. It's, it's very hard mid-year, I think, to learn uh, that you can be called off a fly ball. So they don't want to do that to their center fielder. It's too much pressure. Too much pressure. Very confusing. Oh, my God. Next, uh, okay. uh, last question here comes from Rob Wiener, uh, who asked, one player to remove from Hall of Fame and one player to campaign for Hall of Fame. Brian, I figure you would want to remove most players to just choose one. Joke's on you, Rob. Brian's not here. <laughs> we'll just let the Brian slander live. <laughs> Brian would remove everyone from all of fame because he thinks baseball is terrible and should destroy it. You know what? He would remove all the pictures because he thinks pictures are whiny babies. Oh, okay. That's, that's what he would do. Okay, well, I will, I will, with the space created by those removed pictures, I'm going to add in Barry Bonds, which is the easy answer, but it's the one that I believe in the most. Yeah, I mean, Barry Bonds are pretty obvious answer. Yeah. Um, if, gonna, if you know, if you go a little bit beyond bonds, people who are probably not getting anything soon, uh, uh, Trammell and Whitaker were probably a good call. Um, they're they're great, and they were especially Whitaker really underappreciated on the Hall of Fame ballot. Say so who I would take off out of the Hall of Fame, assuming I'm not taking out every pitcher. Uh, uh, there, I mean, there are a lot of guys who probably. Should should be there. I mean, Bill Azarowski, as you know, as wonderful as that 1960 was, probably shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Freddie Lindstrom, probably not a deserving Hall of Famer. But it's hard to, to look at something like, yeah, you don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame of the greats of all time. So, hold on, I might actually edit myself <laughs> on that because I just thought of someone. I need to see if he's in the Hall of Fame. He's not okay. <laughs> I, was, I, I got very worried that Hawk Harrelson was in the, the broadcast. Oh, wing, but he's okay. not there. Okay. So yeah, I, I I mean I had to take somebody out. I wouldn't feel great about it, but you know Mazeroski or, or Lindstrom are probably strong candidates, and there's others who are not really great players, but either. But you know, I just can't think of them off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, I would I would have to go through a list and be prepared to answer this question. But, you know, I'm Team Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame, and I hope that one day it happens, but I, I'm not 100% sure that it will. No, it's fairly... It, it seems like it's not, not coming soon. Would be the best way to put it. How many, year, or how many attempts does he have left? Uh, four or five, I think. Because he retired... So he was done after the 2007 season which means that his first year of eligibility would be five years after 2008. So 2013 mm-hmm. was his first year. You get 10 years. This is the fifth. So he has five more years. Oh. But the Veterans Committee can put him in after that. Oh, okay. 
Well, who knows? I guess we'll see. All right. Well, I guess that about wraps it up for this week. Um, leave us your comments or any questions you have on Twitter, and that's at McCroncast, or to me at Sammy Higgins, or Doug, what's your handle? At Moonwalk McFly. And as always, make sure you're checking out McCovey Chronicles for all the latest content on the San Francisco Giants, where Grant Frisbee does his best to make gold out of garbage. Happy <laughs> trade deadline and have a great week. Bye, everyone. <laughs>